Thanks to the Millbell Tool Library for sponsoring today's episode. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Monthly Kuberg Podcast. I'm Jim. I'm Jason. <laughs> Jason. I feel like we haven't chatted in, in quite the while. We took we took January off. I think that's going to be our, you know, our our Kuberg monthly podcast refresh time period. And but now we're back and you did some really interesting things recently. I did. I just finished a production of the musical Avenue Q. Woo! Where I portrayed Gary Coleman. <laughs> okay. Yes, that Gary Coleman. No, I look nothing like him. No, you don't. But it was a very, very fun show and a fun character to play. Mm -hmm. Now, this production of Avenue Q was in Meadville, PA, which was Northwest Pennsylvania. In Meadville, the snow belt. That's, that's a bit of a hike, isn't it? Yeah, but, you know, they, they housed me. Um, it was, it was a good time up there. It's a very small town, but mm. you know, they, I guess they love theater because they showed up in droves. Um, and also I would like to say a special thank you to everybody from Pittsburgh who drove up to see the show. It was very much appreciated. Um, I felt your love and support. So thank you to all of those people who made that trip. Also to the Academy Theater in Meadville, PA for giving me such a good time and a lovely paycheck. And... <laughs> it's always good to be a working paid actor, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Speaking of shows and, and things like that, Hamilton is back mm -hmm. in town and <laughs> something that I think is interesting. Everyone's really hyped up about it. I would say it's mostly straight folks that are really hyped up about it because all of us queer folks have already seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but on Kuberg, we actually had an opportunity to interview uh, the new Hamilton in this production. Mm -hmm. And he's an out and proud gay man who is living his truth, um, sharing his love with his fiance and playing a, I mean, a noted heterosexual in American history, but he's still living his truth and saying, I can play this, this, this character, this person, this actual person who existed and still be able to live my truth, which I think is a powerful thing to say because there's a lot of, as an artist, as an actor who works in the theater industry, you know, a lot of people can get typecast as mm -hmm. queer when they are queer. You know, you don't get seen playing heterosexual roles. And it's it's a lot of, you know, yes, we want to play queer roles and be able to represent, but we can also play other roles too. And I, I think it's a great thing that this man is saying that and being out and proud while playing this role. I think it's I, wonderful. You know, I always love, and I think, you know, we talk about it a bunch, is that we we definitely need more and more queer leading people in everything, right? Even mm -hmm. if, you know, if they're playing straight characters, queer characters, whatever it is, having those people out there front and center is definitely something that we need more of and it needs to be celebrated every time we see it. Yeah. You know, represent representation matters, but... Hey, actors are versatile too. 
let us do our thing. <laughs> I could be taken a lot of different ways on a queer podcast, but y'all know what I mean. Right. And, and Hamilton <laughs> is in town. Uh, it already started on February 22nd. It's running through March 13th. Last time I looked, there was like a handful of tickets left. There might be a few left. If, uh, if folks haven't seen it yet or weren't satisfied with just the Disney Plus uh, version of it, try to go see it while it's in town again. You can also enter the live uh, the lotto that they offer uh, for cheaper tickets. It's uh, not a great number of tickets, but you still have a shot. And you can do that on their app that you can download from your app store. I didn't know they had an app. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, Jason, also in January, I guess before you were doing a lot of travel to, to Meadville, Pennsylvania, you also got to attend uh, Mid-Atlantic Leather. I did. I did go down for that convention in Washington, D.C., uh, Martin Luther King weekend. Uh, it was an experience. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to say the least, you know, it's it's all about, you know, leather and a little bit of, you know, the kink that goes along with leather. But it's also an opportunity for uh, mostly uh, cisgendered men, but all gay. Um, there was some transgendered people there as well. Um, but just being able to be themselves for an entire weekend and do what they want to do openly, you know, in a Hyatt Regency. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am always curious, like, because <laughs> like these conventions happen, they're 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 very common. But it is always interesting to see uh, pictures from these events and be like, oh, that's like a Hyatt, and <laughs> like there's also could be regular like folks not participating in the convention might be there, or the the staff are certainly not members of the community. Well, the the host hotel mainly is just. Okay. MAL attendees. I think this year, because of the, there was a little bit of lower numbers, obviously, uh, I think there were some regular people there. Because I just, towards the end of it, I started to notice people that didn't exactly fit the mold that you would see. And I wondered what they thought, but the staff was very welcoming. I, they're used to it. Um, very friendly. Mm -hmm. They did not care. Um, but I was I was shocked because I didn't know what to expect. But the first day I walked in was the Friday of that weekend. I got there around two o'clock in the afternoon, and people were already in full gear, yeah, um, in different various levels of dress. I sh I will say, uh, and it got a little bit kinkier as time went on. Obviously, and the staff didn't bat an eye. They just didn't care. They were at work and they were doing their job and being the most hospitable staff that they could be. And I thought it, it was wonderful. Um, and it was also great to see the actual competition, mm -hmm. see what goes into it. Um, seeing our, our, our own David Spivey step down as the current reigning Mr. MAL. Um, he gave his title to a guy named Duke from Virginia, but Pittsburgh did represent well uh, we got a first runner-up in Josh Englert, who did a wonderful, wonderful job representing Pittsburgh and the Barons of Steel in the competition. And I know the, the Josh and, and the Barons of Steel, they're doing a, a whole lot uh, recently, I've seen. They're starting to have like events at, at P-Town Monthly, it sounds like. And uh, so yep. if that's 
that's a, a thing that you're interested in. They're certainly making it more accessible for folks. Mm -hmm. And speaking of which, they're doing an event on March 5th called Code Night. That's going to be the start of their monthly nights there. And it's not specifically only for leather. Um, they're saying wear any gear that you want to wear, you know, wear any kink gear that you want to wear. Pup play is, in, is welcome and encouraged, you know, just come on out for a fun night. Right. And it's always great to see how uh, welcoming that, that that community is, too. And you mentioned something that I think maybe we're all starting to get into the spirit of. And it was you said being at that convention was it was nice to just, you know, be amongst the community and be yourself for a whole weekend. Mm -hmm. And there's something else that's coming up very, very soon. And I mean, at least for us here at Kuberg, we're full steam ahead towards it. But pride is coming up very soon. Yes, and we're going to have the pride that we've, as Pittsburgh residents, are more used to this year with one of, uh, how should I put this, like the, that, that party that we all have been longing for, uh, to finally get out there and express ourselves in a fun manner. We got pride on the shore. Yes, Pride on the Shore is happening on June 3rd, and the big act, I guess, uh, that they announced a couple weeks ago is Jesse J, which I know a few queens that are quite excited about. Well, she, I, I love Jesse J. I've always loved Jesse J ever since I heard her first album. She's wickedly talented, um, got a lot of fun music that uh, we all know a lot of drag queens do perform her music because it's just fun. So, like, getting to see that live. That's going to be amazing. Um, with other guests such as Mo Hart, Trixie Mattel, uh, Vincent. Well, Luna and Indy of SNS are putting together the free, that's the most important word, right? Free <laughs> pre show, which I think there's like, it looks like there's like 50 uh, drag queens, uh, drag kings different uh, queer artists of different kinds performing all before Pride on the Shore starts. Something for everyone. I mean, the list is extensive. Uh, I, I I don't even want to even start to even try to list them. There's just, if, they, if you know of a performer in the city of Pittsburgh, drag king, drag queen, uh, AFAB queen, non-binary performer, they're probably on this list. Uh, right. And I think it's a great representation of what this city has to offer. So, and you can catch that all in one place at one time for free. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. It's a very big deal. And I, I'm glad to see such a variety. Like we said, the, you don't, we don't get to see or hear about too much like the drag king community or a, a lot of these different queer performers. And, and, you know, you all, you get the, usually get the stereotypical, I hate to say that drag queens. Like mm -hmm. there's not what you picture as a drag queen, but there's so many different categories. You know, the pageant queens, the spooky queens, the all that's going to be there, which is there's something for every taste. And speaking of which, I mean, we're, we're talking about pride right now, but I just want to send a shout out to uh, a lot of the bars, a lot of uh, the producers, such as SNS Productions and uh, Elizabeth Wayne with her funeral parlor shows. Uh, Mia's putting on a great show this week 
I don't know when you're listening to this, but there will be a great show called Melanin going on on Friday that's being produced by Mia from there. Um, there's a lot of inclusivity happening with the kinds of entertainment that we're seeing from queer people in the city of Pittsburgh. And I think that's wonderful. And I just would like to thank and congratulate everybody on that and keep up the great work. Uh, we always say this representation matters and that includes the local shows at the bars that we see. And Absolutely. keep it up and Pittsburgh, keep going to the shows so we can keep throwing these shows. Oh, and then one more shout out too on the topic of, of, of drag queens locally. I think uh, Blue Moon crowned a new Miss Blue Moon. Yes, uh, congratulations to Miss Phoenix Fatale, who also, I I watched the pageant on YouTube because I wasn't able to attend. It is available on YouTube and it is something to see. That was a tight, tight, tight competition. Um, also, not just limited to drag queens. The title is Miss Blue Moon, but there was um, Soft Boy, who's a local non-binary performer who performed and competed. Uh, the duo of Joe My Gosh and Jax of Fruit competed. Uh, it was just, it was Layaway Lestat gave a wonderful, wonderful package in this, in this pageant. Um, I think that was the second pack, uh, pageant she competed in that weekend. Oh my God. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. There was, I, I can't remember all the contestants off the top of my head, but I think there was something like seven or eight of them. And they all brought it. But Phoenix Fatale, she was the femme fatale of the night. She, every category, she stepped it up and very deservedly won that pageant, in my Absolutely. opinion. Don't don't shoot me if you don't agree. <laughs> but congratulations, Phoenix. You deserve that. But yes, we have a thriving, we'll we'll call it, well, why don't we just start calling it queer performing arts scene? in Pittsburgh, ranging from all the drag performers to the non-binary, different perform, all, everything. It's going great. A lot of it's going to be featured uh, at the pre-show for Pride on the Shore. And, and again, Pride on the Shore is happening June 3rd, and you can get your tickets to that on prideontheshorepgh.com. And one more thing about Pride that I, it's a little selfish, but I'm really excited about it. But Kuberg we are going to print, which <laughs> is a lot of work, but I'm super excited to bring a an actual physical magazine uh, for Pride uh, to the community of Pittsburgh. Hey, it's a little bit old school, but it's nice to have a physical representation of queer media in this city. You know, growing up, I remember the out paper that we had and then the other publications we had, Q and Equal, but also like national magazines, like Out Magazine and, and I'm aging myself, but <laughs> XY Magazine. <laughs> you know, that's that's something that I still fondly remember. And it's, some, it's a piece of my queer history. And I'm very excited to be involved with this new step in Pittsburgh queer history that 
we're doing. Right. Well, <laughs> well, thank you for <laughs> saying it's a little bit old school because <laughs> I, I, I remember I told uh, one of our other writers that we were going to print and uh, their response was, oh, that's kitschy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I mean, it's an online world. You know, we've survived a whole year online podcasting. Right. People don't read as much. Right. Well, I, I will say this. There is something to be said, you know, something that I always want with Qberg is to not only serve uh, the out LGBTQ community of Pittsburgh, but I also want to serve uh those folks out there that are still figuring things out and uh, trying to find a community, trying to figure out who they are. Um, and I also want to serve a little bit of, you know, straight supporting uh, folks and, you know, people that aren't already connected to the community and out and people who are straight but want to be supportive might not have those online connections or know where to look. Um, but you might be at the, you know, you know, at the library and I'm hoping that I can get the printed, uh, guides in the Carnegie libraries. So, you know, the physical media will still serve a purpose in trying to serve and reach people that need to know about the community, uh, that might not find us online. And I think our pride issue is going to be a stellar first go. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> It's, it's going to be a lot of work, but I'm looking forward to bringing that uh, around for everyone to enjoy. And like I and then, you know, there is always something nice about being able to pick something up and touch it and feel it. Right. That's yeah. And I, I still take I don't I'm doing this podcast off of an actual physical piece of paper notebook right now. <laughs> I know I have notebooks. I have a whole bookshelf. It's right. just yeah, there's something nice about holding something in your hand and reading it mm -hmm. and it not being a Kindle. You know, turning <laughs> turning an actual page right some may call it kitschy i call it nostalgia and you know the the Kuberg printed pride magazine that will be available free you know in, in places across the region uh but if you want to guarantee that you'll get a copy we can mail it to you you just got to pay us a little bit of money to cover the postage and you can do that at kuberg.com slash pre-order Now, Jason, I think of myself as kind of a jack of all trades, but a master of none. And, you know, I think that I can do most things. And sometimes, you know, around the house, I'll, you know, something will come up that needs fixed. And, you know, I'll usually just YouTube how to fix something, but I don't always have the tools on hand to do, you know, home repairs, landscaping, or God forbid, automotive work. Um, and that stuff can be really, really expensive. Um, I'm going to take your word on it because I don't, I don't do that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> Power tools are expensive things if you don't already have it. Or I know how to use a drill. <laughs> I don't own one. Um, basically, I stick to IKEA furniture because they give you everything you need most of the time. Um, Not but always. Not always, and thankfully, I also have a handy roommate who does have things that, when it comes up, I can access that. But uh, a lot of people don't have that kind of luxury, right? If you don't have that roommate or that friend who always, you know, has that tool that you need to do your little project or your repair job, where are you even supposed to go? Well, 
funny you should ask. Right there in Millvale is the Millvale School Library. <laughs> Which is awesome because they're part of the Millvale Community Library and they have thousands of tools to lend out to the community for free. There's that word again, for free with any library card in Allegheny County and library cards are free. And they're also wonderful things to have. I'm not going off on that tangent, but knowledge is power and knowledge lives in a library. So get a library card because it can help you in other places like right. the Millvale Tool Library. And they have the basics like power saws, drills, sanders, and ladders. But they also have specialty tools. Like I don't even know what these things are, but they have them. They have a tile saw, a floor sandal, <laughs> floor sander, shop vac, and a rototiller. What a rototiller is, I don't know, but they have I it. I actually know what all those things are. What does a rototiller do? It tills the soil. Oh. So if you're, you know, gardening or or just landscaping of any kind. That's it. Okay. I know what all those tools are, Jim, and you don't. <laughs> I did not know what a rototiller was. I could have done anything. The Millville Tool Library is also a nonprofit that is run by volunteers, and they're looking for more people to get involved. And they're not just looking for people to help staff the library. They want you to, if you have the skills to teach, please, please help us non-tool knowing people. Right. <laughs> know how to use, learn how to use these things. Right. I'm so gonna... that A, we don't hurt ourselves, or B, hurt others or see destroy what we're trying to build right it's probably better to help. learn from a, a human being in person than watching a youtube video that might kind of sort of apply to your project they need folks over at the millville tool library to help teach uh, some workshops they're located at 213 grant avenue right in the heart of millville and their hours are tuesdays and thursdays from 6 p.m to 8 p.m but then they're also open on saturdays from 10 a.m to 5 p.m and you can find a full list of their tool offerings on their website, which is millvellelibrary.org slash library. And if you happen to be handy and also an animal lover, they're offering a workshop that might be right up your alley about building bat shelters. What kind of bats? <laughs> Not no. baseball bats actual bats Jim. okay um and they're doing that on april 2nd from 12 to 3 p.m in collaboration with the gardens of etna i mean i know a lot of people who are keeping chickens now and i actually know someone who has goats why not bats they're, they're cute when you look at them <laughs> maybe maybe you know maybe there's a a, a bat shortage you know what? Not all bats are vampires, okay? You're getting bad raps. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So you can, you know, you can lend, borrow tools. You can learn how to do stuff all right there at the Millvale Tool Library. It's, it's basically a library for tools, not just books. And they've got what you need to get the job done. Thanks, Millvale Community Library. And thank you to them again for sponsoring uh, today's episode of the Keyberg Podcast. All right, so we had a nice conversation here about some nice, lighthearted and positive subjects, but the world is not all 
uh, flowers and sunshine right now. Um, just, just Russia's invading Ukraine, but we also got some crazy crap going on here, right at, here home. at home. And uh, I got a problem with it. So do I. So do I. Um, so recently, Florida has had uh, a bill introduced called the Don't Say Gay Bill. Boo. Which is atrocious. Uh, basically, you can't you can't say gay, you can't be gay in the education system. Um, There's a there was a piece that was introduced that mandates teachers to out students to their parents, which right. is dangerous. There's some kind of clause that should a teacher or school administrator become aware of a student. Uh, who is who identifies as LGBTQ in any fashion that they are required to not, notify the parents or the guardians with a certain amount of time. And that's just awful uh, for many reasons. There's also this bill that the Texas governor introduced uh, basically criminalizing transgender youth in every way, shape and form. Um, they, if they're on hormones or if they're transitioning, their parents could be deemed child abusers. Mm -hmm. um, so you're criminalizing allyship too, which is awful. Right. And that's, you know, I have a really, really big issue with a lot of this stuff that almost, almost comes between uh, the LGBTQ student and the parent regardless of if they're supportive or not like it is basically the government wedging themselves between and in that relationship and i have a really big issue with that i mean i can speak for myself i think i'm aware that most of the lgbtq community has at one point in time in their personal lives thought about the possibility that they might have to go it alone in this world like while you're coming to terms with your identity you think you know if I come out and my folks or my guardian or my my friend support system is not supportive of me and that goes the wrong way, I might have to, you know, move out real quick. I might have to run away. I might have to you know, not disown my parents and not be associated with them anymore. We've all probably had those thoughts while we were you know, working on coming out. And in Texas, for them to criminalize uh, parents who are supportive of their trans kids, like, <laughs> you're literally ripping away whenever a trans kid has fortunately found that support structure and you're going to rip them that away from them. It's disgusting. My biggest issue with it is history has proven time and time again. We can go as far back to, you know, biblical times, you know, people who possess power, who have that privilege of some sort of power, when they come across something that they, A, don't understand or B, refuse to understand, they try to destroy it. And what history has proven is that has never worked. So why in the year 2022 are we still dealing with this sort of thing? You, you're not going to destroy us no matter what bill you introduce into the government. It's only going to make our community stronger. 
Right. And, you know, these bills with the don't say gay and the anti-trans bills across the country, it's not just Florida and it's not just Texas, but those are like the bigger headline grabbing ones right now. There are, are bills across the country, but there's also been book bannings. It's along the same same way of, you know, someone in power does not understand or refuses to understand or just thinks it's disgusting and doesn't want to know about it chooses to hide it and that's why they're you know they're starting to ban books that uh you know mention anything along the lgbtq community um, spectrum of ideas and you know they're they're taking them out of libraries they're taking them out of public school libraries they're refusing you know firing any teacher that might give a book to someone that mentions these things meanwhile these books are in no way any more explicit than a book that's usually assigned like catcher in the rye Catcher in the Rye has some explicit material in it, but that is a generally well-established assigned book at this point. I know in the past it was banned. I, I was just about to say, that's probably not the best example because it was banned, Jim, at one point. <laughs> well, Great Gatsby, I mean, that book also has some explicit things going on in it. And there's nothing more explicit in these LGBTQ books, but they're getting rid of those just because they're gay. But that also proves my point, you know, Actually, Catching Around is a good example because it was banned at one point and now it's not. Because we know it's better. A, it's widely received because people know better. They understand now. And there's one basic thing that we all need to know, and that's that human being that you're trying to destroy is also a human being just like you, just trying to live their life. And when humans face adversity, they tend to fight against it. So they can survive. Mm -hmm. So again, like I said, your mission is not going to be accomplished. Why don't you change your mission to try to learn, to try to get rid of the ignorance? You know, hatred comes from a place of ignorance. Or why not, you know, even just try to make things better? Like, aren't these aren't these uh, people elected to make lives better for the citizens of their states or their municipalities, wherever they are. This isn't in no way is making anything better for people. It's being more divisive. It's hurting people. And, you know, like you said, it's not going to, you know, have the outcome that they expect it to have, because when you do these things, you end up shining a light on these ideas and you can't ban an idea. So now you've just made it more widespread and known to people that you're trying to hide it from. All right. So that was our little rant for for the month i think we get to have those once a month now <laughs> <laughs> what else is the point of a podcast right all right jason what's going on between now and the next time we're on the podcast well we have quite a number of events going on uh coming up in pittsburgh i'll start off with carrie colby oh carrie productions Yep, SNS Productions are, is bringing Carrie Colby in from this season of Drag Race. That's uh, actually really awesome because current season, that's crazy. But uh, she will be here on March 12th at Rock Bottom at the Waterfront. That's interesting. Yeah, it's a new venue for SNS Productions. Uh, but yes, yeah, so Drag Brunch on March 12th from 12 to 3. Uh, featuring Indie Skies, Luna Skies, the host, with Layaway Lestat, Calypso, and Alejandra Love from Ohio oh. as other guest queens. Um, speaking of 
drag, Kiara Darshell is having a little bit of a residency at the Greer Cabaret Theater in downtown Pittsburgh. She has four events. Four events in one month. Oh. At the Cabaret Theater. The first one being, let me make sure I say the right one is first. Yes. The first one is actually um, an event honoring the owner of Blue Moon, mm-hmm. Andrew Andy. Henderson. Uh, she's celebrating him for not only running a very successful gay bar, but also being very inclusive with the bookings of entertainment that goes on at Blue Moon. And they're honoring him with a drag show with a variety of drag queens um, celebrating Andy. And that's on Thursday, March 10th. Uh, tickets are $20 for that. And then the very next night, Kiara Darshell is hosting an evening full of live singers. Ooh. Um, ranging from Derek Tynes to Drag Queen Georgia B. Cummings, uh, Chris uh, Lola Rose is another drag queen. Uh, Mish Johnson uh, is a singer who's known around town for not only just singing in gigs, but also she's done some theater. I know she played Motormouth Maybell in a couple productions of Hairspray in Pittsburgh. Uh, Molly Ray, Moon Baby's coming in from Philadelphia to perform. Oh, nice. As well as Supa. Uh, so that's Friday, March 11th. Also $20 for tickets, also at the Greer Cabaret Theater in downtown Pittsburgh. And then the next night, whew, on March 12th, Kier is throwing an old school drag queen reunion. Mm. Where she's pulling out some queens that we haven't seen in a while, such as Unique to Die For. Mm. Um, Milan Trejour, I remember her winning Miss Pegasus back in the day. I haven't seen her perform in a while. It'll be nice to see her. Uh, but also some current reigning drag queens like Blade Matthews, Anesthesia, uh, Courtney Brown, Tamara Knight, Sonia Maybottom. It's going to be... It was a nice little mix. Quite a night. It's a nice little mix. So that ticket is also $20. Again, also at the Greer Cabaret Theater. So that's just one week. And then at the end of the month, Kara Darshell is bringing back her Miss Tri-State All-Star Newcomer Pageant on Sunday, March 27th, also at the Greer Cabaret Theater. And that pageant is open to drag queens from Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Ohio with categories of evening gown and talent. And it's $500 cash to the winner of that pageant. You can email Kiara Darshell for more information and to sign up at kdarshell at gmail.com. Again, that is kdarshell at gmail.com. I might enter. Okay. that would def- <laughs> You would definitely count as a newcomer. <laughs> Better get that gown right, honey. I have never done drag. I mean, you know what? Maybe I should. Give it a whirl. We'll see what happens. Any drag queens want to put Jim in drag? <laughs> Email us at info at qberg.com. <laughs> we'll make sure everybody knows about that. Um, And, you know, we always talk about these special events every month. But I'd like to point out some some events that happen on a regular basis Mm -hmm. at bars that people may not know about. Um, I frequent Trivia Tuesdays at 5801. It's always a good night. Uh, Trivia starts around 8 o'clock. Get your teams together and just have a good time. You know, you can win gift cards at 5801. 
uh, that you can split amongst your team. But it's not even about winning. It's about, you know, the camaraderie and the fun. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Blue Moon, they have their open stage that they have all the time on Wednesday nights. And that tends to be mainly a showcase for drag queens. I don't know. how It wasn't their original intention, but that's what it's become. And so they started to offer an alternative open stage on mm-hmm. Tuesdays, I believe, uh, that they asked that no one do anything in drag. No that drag. Is, anything else. Just anything no else. Spoken words, singing, music, comedy, whatever it may be. They want you to perform it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look into that as well. Um, P-Town has been doing these jackpot bingos on a regular basis. Last night, uh, as we're recording, last night was a record turnout mm-hmm. for their jackpot bingo. And I think that's just plain old fun. I think that's, I believe that's hosted by Blade Matthews. Yes. And we know how fun she is on a mic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you can win money. I, I think that's a good combination. So these bars are doing regular events. Right. And uh, that Brewers, can appeal to anyone. Brewers, Brewers has open stage every week as well. I think, what what day of the week is that? I forget. Thursday. Thursdays. And then I do know that uh, their Ultra Lounge is reopened downtown and they do a karaoke every Monday. Oh, that's a different night for karaoke. Right. So there oh, is there are break things, the monotony of Mondays. There are things going on uh, almost every day of the week. There's a lot of karaoke, but there's also bingos and there's uh, an open stage that's not just singing and all kinds of different trivia. So all these bars are doing a, gr- a lot of good things. You know, yeah, I just wanted to shine a light on those things. <laughs> Say that we love drag, but that's not the only thing that's happening in this city. <laughs> and... If you happen to be a person that's not a fan of drag and is looking for something to do, there is something out there for you. Right. And and we work really hard here at Qberg to get all of these events, including the weekly events and the bigger special events, all up on our community calendar. And you can find information about all these things that we just mentioned over there at Qberg.com slash events. And, you know, if you know about another event that we don't have, you you can click the link to submit an event and we'll get it up there free of charge. We never charge uh, anyone to post um, events for the LGBTQ community hosted by or for the LGBTQ community. It's free for everybody. Jason, you know, this was like riding a bike. (laughs) With training wheels. (laughs) We, we we cannot go this long again. Maybe next January. <laughs> we'll be back next month. Don't you worry. Absolutely. I'm way too excited. Uh, for me, I, like I said, it's it's pride season from now through June. So I'm so deep into this right now. I'm going to want to talk to someone about it all. And we're here to listen. Because we're excited about it too. And... <laughs> It's only February. There's going to be more things developing, more events coming up, right. more news about Pride events. So absolutely. Stay tuned. Been, and, and, and I know we have been getting some questions too at Kuberg. Is there a parade? Is there a, re- a festival? The answer is yes, there is. Um, I don't think the details or exact details have been announced, but it is the same weekend as as Pride on the Shore. And those details will be coming soon. All right, everyone. Stay healthy. Stay sexy. Stay proud, Pittsburgh. Bye. Bye.